hey, look, this show doesn't make excuses. It's not the kind of program that we're running over here. But the 49ers are very likely going to lose a game today that they played poorly in, that was officiated poorly the entire way through. And that roughing call on Gibson for a a defenseless receiver with Elijah Moore jumping in the air is one of the worst calls you're going to find in the modern NFL. That was horrible, horrible. And right now, Inside of the two-minute warning, it's going to be Cleveland ball. They're in the red zone. They're a field goal away from taking the lead in this game. They want to bleed a little clock here. Kyle's going to have to play the timeout game and leave his offense, which hasn't done anything since the opening drive of this game with with just a, a, a huge mountain to climb. So this is not over, but it is not looking good for the 49ers. Let me welcome you to the most aggressive post-game show you're going to find anywhere on the planet. It is good to have you. Thank you for stopping on by the bottomlinebets.com post game show oh my goodness i hope you are checking out bottomline bets i don't know if the 49ers are going to win today my man stefan has been winning all week long a free day of handicapping if you use the promo code damon was yours and if you would use that you had been making money i don't know if the 49ers are going to find themselves in the win column this afternoon there's going to be a lot of finger pointing a lot of blame to go around brock purdy Let's be completely honest. Awful day for Brock Purdy. Now, it's also a day where Debo Samuel went into the blue tent, went into the locker room, and hasn't been seen since. We've had Christian McCaffrey leaping off the field today with an oblique. He's not returned to the game. So things that can go wrong did go wrong for the 49ers on the way to a terribly officiated game in front of a very good defense, which has just been whipping the Niners' ass at the line of scrimmage all day long. I mean, it's going to be an awful lot of these officials suck, that call sucked, and all of that is true. It's all true. But the 49ers did themselves no favors this afternoon. They really didn't. And Kyle just couldn't dial up anything beyond the opening drive to get this offense ahead of the chains. They've been behind the chains all day long. We got a minute and 55 seconds. It is second and eight. P.J. Walker, even though he's thrown two interceptions, has sort of filled the bill of what you're hoping for in a backup quarterback today. He's been good against a very good and stout 49ers defense that just hasn't had a particularly good game. So here we are. It is 17-16, 49ers lead. I mean, it's to the point where you almost just kind of want to let Cleveland score here, right? If you can't go about creating a turnover, you're going to need some time. Although, man, it's just it's it's going to be third and eight with a minute 49 when the 49ers run their next play, but it is good to have you here. Thank you very much for joining us today here on Damon Bruce Plus, uh, America's most aggressive post-game show, so aggressive we don't even wait for the game to go final before we get underway. Every single week that we've done this, I mean, it's been in the barn at the two-minute warning. Nothing in the barn about this one. 49ers really up against it. Here it is, third and eight. Uh, from the 12-yard line, handoff up the middle, 
and that's going to be stopped. So now Kyle's going to burn a timeout and keep as much time as he has on the clock as Cleveland is going to set up for a chippy field goal here on fourth down that should they convert it, they're going to have a two-point lead. Uh, The Gibson senior hit on Elijah Moore who was straight up jumping into the air. It was a clean hit. There was nothing dirty about it. This is professional football. There was no targeting. There was nothing dirty. There was nothing underhanded. This is a day where this crew has had a terrible afternoon. A terrible afternoon. But the 49ers afternoon has not been cloaked in glory. 23 combined penalties for 202 yards. That is the most in the NFL this season. It was, it, look, we, we, we said that this could get ugly. It got even uglier than any working definition of ugly you might have wanted to, to apply to this. This is a 29-yard field goal attempt for Cleveland to take the lead. That ball is through and true, and Cleveland is on top. 1917, a minute and 40 seconds remaining for the 49ers when they take this kickoff. So uh, nothing has been decided yet, but on a day where the Niners have done nothing, certainly nothing from a chunk play standpoint, nothing from a razzle-dazzle offensive afternoon standpoint, uh, they're, they're, they're in a little bit of trouble here. Now, if they can pull it out and if Brock Purdy can turn a very ho-hum afternoon into a win, um, that's going to be a hell of a day for a system quarterback. The system, not good all around him. Today, the system failed Brock Purdy. He failed the system to this point in the game, but we are not done here yet. So let's see how this ends. Either way, if Kyle Shanahan wants to make sure that his team isn't going to fall into any trap games or believing their own hype about anything, he's going to have an awful lot of game footage to show them where they can get better. Got to give Cleveland an awful lot of credit. I mean, the Browns have been nasty today. That defense has been nasty this afternoon. Total yards in the half, 21 yards for the 49ers. I mean... It's been a bad offensive afternoon for a team that has just been, you know, routinely scoring 30 and playing great football all season long. Nothing, nothing today even comes close to great football for the 49ers, unless, of course, in the next minute and 40, they can drive to within field goal range for Jake Moody, who missed his first field goal of the entire year so far in this one. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure in Cleveland right now. Thank you for joining me here at the Two Minute Warning. It's good to have you. We got a lot of people already in the room. We got uh, angry. We got people angry at officials. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Bert saying bullshit calls. There have been. There have been those calls. Uh, but it's also been just a bad day of execution across the board too. Any single moment in time where the 49ers needed to make a play or pick up a run that might have gotten them ahead of the chains, it felt like there was a penalty called. Some of them earned, some of them not. There was a ticky-tack on Trent Williams earlier in this game. My God, Brock has been behind every receiver all day long. He was just behind uh, Jawan Jennings, and he nearly threw an interception. So it's just, it's, it's been a struggle. It has been a struggle today. First and 10, though, for the 49ers. So that play 
what it was. I, I, I got the, this on hold here, or excuse me, on pause. I can't hear, but an overthrow to Ayuk. Ayuk has had a, a number of drops this afternoon that have gone come back to haunt this team. So here it is, third and 10 for the 49ers, down to 19-17. The Cleveland Browns lead. We got 91 seconds remaining in the game. And uh, I will just fill in network play-by-play for you. Obviously, we're all hanging out. I might not be on my couch, but hopefully you are. This has not been an enjoyable afternoon of football for anybody involved in this game. Bad game for the Browns, bad game for the 49ers, bad game for the NFL. These officials have been terrible. Brock, back to pass. That that, that ball was, again, Jennings is looking for a flag and he's going to get one. Looks like the 49ers have been bailed out by another throw that was way off target from Brock, but there's a reason why he was off target. Oh, Jennings, you definitely got interfered with there. So that was an easy call and a correct call from an officiating crew that has not had a very easy or very correct day. Martin Emerson Jr. with the pass interference to keep the 49ers hopes alive to get into field goal range here in this game. Brock Purdy, 9 of 22 for only 83 yards. He's thrown a touchdown. He's also thrown his first interception of the season. Uh, If you wanted to come out for your Brock as a system quarterback with your knives and he's uh, dependent on Kyle Shanahan to run guys open, I would say who isn't. By the way, Brandon Ayuk is over midfield, one of his biggest plays of the day. And the 49ers are approaching field goal range. Just throwing that out there. Throwing that out there. What do we got here on the chat? Richard saying rotten officiating. Two bogus calls against the 49ers. Game was stolen. Look, this game ain't over yet. This game is not over. I don't think anybody's interested or worrying about covering. That's not going to happen now. So if you took the Browns and the points today, you're going to get yourself a winner. Uh, But uh, can the 49ers actually win this game is the question. They are over midfield after a big play to Ayuk. So let's see. But this has not been an afternoon covered in glory for sure. A lot of uh, talk this week about how Jim Schwartz has been owning Kyle Shanahan. Look at you already making this win happen before the game is over, Philip. He is not 9-1. and one. He's 8-1 and one at this point, I believe. And let's see what happens. Another slant to Ayuk. They are within Moody's field goal range. It is third down, 50 seconds. Tick, 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 tick. Here we go. Uh, We have a Brown down on the field. So that's going to stop the clock. That's going to stop the proceedings here. And man, you wanted late game drama. You got some here in Cleveland today. Woo. Who doesn't like football? Even bad, ugly, terribly officiated football can still be fun. Get your heart pumping, a little blood pumping. And that's what's going on here, man. Uh, Larry Kruger is going to slip on in here early before he starts his version of a post-game show over on his channel. Of course, Larry and I are going to hope that you're joining us for Monday morning, 49er Wake Up, 8 a.m. simulcast on both of our channels. And uh, today... 
post-game and Damon is, as always, brought to you by BottomLineBets.com. The hottest handicapper in America is my friend Stefan. Get a free day of play with promo code Damon, although that promo code is about to expire soon. If Stefan's feeling generous, maybe he's going to come up with another one. But uh, you should be sold by now. And if you've been rolling with Stefan in week one, you've been rolling in the dough. We have a complete pass from Ayuk to Juwan Jennings on third down, third and Juwan. Uh, this is going to be a first and 10. They are very much within Moody range, and the Niners are getting closer and closer to a happy ending this afternoon. Not going to go ahead and start counting any chickens before they've hatched. Everything about this game has been weird so far. I'm just telling you, not all of these are beauty pageants. Not all of these can be uh, just just easy walks in the park. And sometimes winning ugly, look at it this way, winning ugly is better than losing Purdy, if you don't mind me saying Brock Purdy, who just handed it off. And uh, now the 49ers got the ball in the middle of the field. This can be... It, they're going to run run maybe one more play. One more play. They're at the 23-yard line. And uh, we got 20, 19 seconds, 18 seconds. What's Brock going to do? Is he going to run one more here? Get just a little closer for Moody? Or is he just waiting? No, he clocks it. Brock clocked the ball. Eight seconds remaining. Uh, I don't know why he would have just... Are are they gonna? They're gonna bring on the field goal unit. All right, here we go. For full transparency, by the way, um, this is water. We're not we're not we're not messing around with any coffee right now. We got all that out of our way earlier. So sip of the day is off the board, and here comes a kick of the day that will decide whether or not the 49ers remain undefeated or if they catch a loss on an ugly day in Cleveland. It's going to be a 41-yard attempt for the rookie, Jake Moody, out of Michigan. He has kicked field goals in the Midwest basically his entire life. He is in the Midwest right now. And, of course, we're going to get a little uh, Kevin Stefanski trying to play ice the kicker. You know, this is a game that started chippy. They had a little shoving match before it even started. Weather got ugly. Play got ugly. Football got ugly. Officiating got ugly. Offense got ugly. It's a day of ugly in Cleveland. And if the 49ers can win on a day of ugly in Cleveland against a defense that everyone's going to be, I mean, look at it this way. Do I have to convince you to respect Cleveland's defense? I doubt that. You've been watching all day. They're good. The Cleveland Browns might not be ready offensively to win a Super Bowl. That is a Super Bowl caliber defense. They've been outstanding. But here we go. Moody lining up for the biggest field goal of his young professional life, a 41-yard attempt, and the kick is up. It is no good. He pushed it. Jake Moody pushed it. Not just one miss today for Moody, but two. And the 49ers are going to find the loss column for the first time this year. Woo! Look at this. Philip Don, J Michael Johnson Thomas, Robbie Gold on line one. Look, I, you know, Robbie, he didn't miss field goals. 
And Moody hasn't missed field goals until today. He missed his second. He pushed that, a 41-yarder. You don't want to see that out of a third-round kicker, right? You don't want to see that. P.J. Walker is up doing the yayo dance on the sideline. He's all excited. Mitch Wisnowski's trying to console Moody. uh, There's no way to pretend this was anything other than a rough game. For the 49ers, this was a rough, rough football game. They absolutely went a long way to earn their own loss. It was helped along the way. It was helped by, uh, look, it felt like the Lenore interception was going to win this game. When J.P. Mason then scored on the very next play, it felt like the 49ers needed to get a short field. Scoring so quickly is... Did it come back to haunt them? I mean, not not any more than that Gibson roughing call. To me, the game changed on the Gibson roughing call. That is where this entire game, if you wanted to reduce it to one thing, man. Sporticus saying the 49ers earned this one today. Sporticus, it was not a good day for the 49ers. Um, Man. Man, 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 that wasn't good. That wasn't good. More flags than at the United Nation. That's not an exaggeration. There were more penalties called in this game than in any other game in in any week of football so far this year. A ridiculous amount of, uh, of penalties. And, you know, we'll see about any long-term damage At least Trent Williams returned to this game. Debo Samuel got knocked out. He did not return to this game. Christian McCaffrey tried to return to this game, and after it was announced he had an oblique, he had one more carry, and he went back to the locker room not to be seen from again. But there you go. The 49ers have lost for the first time this year. Welcome. To the Bottom Line Bets post-game show here with Damon Bruce, little post-game and Damon. And for the first time since I've been back in post-game mode, the 49ers are handed a loss today in Cleveland. Everything about it ugly it gives us an awful lot to talk about clearly. Uh, Purdy, look, I'm not even going to defend this because you're right. Purdy was trash today. Thomas, he was not good. Purdy was off all day, and I don't know whether or not that that had to do with a wet ball, uh, an awful lot of defense in his face, the fact that Debo went out of this game, that McCaffrey got out of this game, but no excuses, right? You know, if if Brock Purdy is better than a system quarterback in every single day leading up to this day, you can't have a day of data that is, you know, returned to you and pretend that you're seeing something that's not there. That was bad. That was bad. There's no way to pretend that that wasn't a bad game. It's a bad game for the 49ers offensively. They were terrible. Now, an awful lot of credit to the Niners being terrible offensively has to go to that Cleveland defense. We're not going to pretend that those other guys weren't out there playing and getting paid too. But that was bad. Not a good, good afternoon of 49ers football. Good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for being here. There's a lot of places that you could go for your post-game. Thank you for joining me over here. It is good to be back. I'm having so much fun. But today was not a fun day. And G. Martinez says, look, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm of 
bad football, bad officiating, a really ugly afternoon from a weather standpoint, a very good defense, an offense that wasn't in rhythm beyond its opening drive of the year. You had bad penalties all over the field, most notably, most notably that Gibson roughing call on Elijah Moore. I mean, the entire game turned right there. Full stop. That was a, you are basically off the field. Did that come on third down? That come on third down or fourth down? I got to look that back up. I got to look that back up. Hold on. And I got to do that. I'm curious here. I am curious as to where that Elijah Moore penalty came. All right. Where is this? We got uh, all uh, scoring summaries right here. Hopkins. Boom. That's this. I want to look at this. I want to look at this. That field goal. P.J. Walker incompletes to Amari Cooper. And that was a penalty on Ward. And that was a defensive holding call. That's not the one I'm talking about. That is not the one that I am talking about. I'm sorry. I got to just find this here. It was third and 10. Third and 10. PJ, PJ Walker pass incomplete to Elijah Moore, but a penalty on Tayshawn Gibson. Unnecessary roughness, 15 yards. Now, look, Cleveland was obviously in four down territory right there. They were going to run another offensive play, but to just be gifted a first down that then becomes now they're in red zone territory. Oh man, that's where the game turned. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of stackable moments to explain this loss, but if you're looking for one definitive, that's where the cosmos came out and got you. That's where the cosmos came out and got the 49ers today. That Gibson roughing call was bullshit. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. There was another Another P.J. Walker could have been fumble in that game that was a scoop and score from Bosa. That looked like it was quick whistled and poorly, you know, it was one of those we can't overturn it. Had that not been, I believe, incorrectly called an incomplete pass, but a fumble in the first place, that would have been impossible to overturn as well. Just a terrible day for officials. Der Kaiser in Der Gilroy says, Damon, everybody was trash. Purdy, Shanahan, the refs, Moody, completely inexcusable losing to the factory of sadness. Do better, gosh damn it. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was bad. That was bad. It was just a bad afternoon of football. I told you, teams like the Browns specialize in uglying up games, especially when it feels like they got a backup quarterback in there. Like everything's going to be ugly about today. And it really was. The 49ers offensive line had its worst game of the year. And what we were told when Larry Kruger and I talked to Tony Grossi, who covers the Browns for uh, 
for the land.com. He said that the Browns offensive line was completely beat up in this game. It did not play into any advantage for the 49ers defensive line. You had Bosa getting a well-timed sack. Fortunately, it didn't change the outcome of the game. Uh, Randy Gregory with a sack this afternoon, but it was not a day. Not a day that the 49ers defensive line can say that they dominated this this game in any way, shape, or form. Um, Brock Purdy only had eight more completions than he was sacked today. He was 12 of 27 for 125 yards. He was sacked three times for 18 yards. He threw his first pick of the year. Christian McCaffrey, 11 carries, 43 yards. He also had nine catches for, uh, excuse me, three catches for nine yards and the touchdown, which does keep his game scoring a touchdown streak alive. As a matter of fact, it's one of the more impressive streaks in recent NFL history. But that was just... That was a day that started weird, it stayed weird, it never got out of the gear of weird, and here you are, 49ers fans, looking at your first loss of the season. Not a good afternoon. Not a good afternoon. Moody choked on a very makeable field goal. I mean, anything around 40 yards should be automatic in this league. 41 Felt like it should have been there. He pushed it. He pushed it. By the way, you know me, I take pride on not rooting for any team that I claim to be covering because I don't think I can serve you very well when I'm doing that. But I am wearing a 49ers t-shirt today from Jack's in San Francisco. It's the year that they were founded. And uh, it is a cool vintage t-shirt only available at Jack's. If you are wherever you're watching this from, I don't care where you're watching this from today, please go ahead and check out jacksf.com. Use Damon Bruce 10 for 10% off any purchase. You're going to have trouble putting only one t-shirt in your cart. They got so much cool, vintage, exclusive stuff. It's the coolest sports t-shirt shop in all of San Francisco. It's brick and mortars on Chestnut Street. You can shop at jacksf.com. That's two S's, J-A-C-K-S-S-F.com. And use promo code Damon Bruce 10 for 10% off for t-shirts that are like this. Uh, this is a very cool. They're very comfortable great t-shirts. I'm absolutely in love with the stuff that I have picked up from Jack's. Certainly more in love with the t-shirt than I was with this football game today. Uh, Rock says, Damon, you know, 41 yards should be money for any decent kicker. Totally unacceptable. Look, I mean, let's work on our definitions of totally unacceptable, right? Mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. It would be easy to say that the 49ers should have not been in position to have a field goal determine this game at the end of the game. Um, they left points out on the field. They left an awful lot of offense in the locker room. They It was a day where three and outs defined them. It was not a good day. Not a good day in the fact that they were still in this game to the very end on such an ugly afternoon, I guess, is the only thing that you can even pretend represents a little silver lining. But look, not great. Not great at all. Uh, the chat is going crazy. Uh, CJ Gray talking about the PJ Walker incomplete pass. Yeah, that was a fumble. 
I thought the same thing, CJ. I thought that that was a fumble. I thought that that was a terrible decision by an officiating crew that's had an entire afternoon of terrible decisions. But no decision was more terrible than that Gibson roughing call. Everything about that play was legal. Everything about that play was clean. Everything about that play actually considered that Gibson took the opposing player's safety into, like, he factored that into the way he didn't hit him. It's not like he drove through a guy who was leapt, leaping into the air. It was, I thought, a very conscientious play by Gibson. Wasn't helmet to helmet was around the shoulder pads. I mean, that's football. That's two guys running at full speed. One of them is in the air, and you're going to say that that was unnecessary roughness? Purdy was off of his back foot all day. It didn't look like he got to hit a single three, five, or seven-step drop that he was comfortable just sitting there and hitting the 49ers' offensive line. Went a long way to losing this game. As long of a... Look at it this way. The 49ers offensive line traveled just as far to find today's loss as the Cleveland Browns did and the officials did. 49ers had their own offensive line working against them for the first time all football season. And you got to tip your cap. You got to give credit to a nasty Cleveland team. You know, Miles Garrett had one of those days where he didn't get a gaudy sack total, but he was he was pushing piles, man. He was good. 49ers got gobbled up offensively running the ball on a day where throwing the ball was a challenge. Cleveland Browns rushed for 160 yards on 34 carries. Kareem Hunt was good. Jerome Ford was good. Marquise Goodwin had a razzle-dazzle 20-yard run. 49ers were beat on the ground. Beat on the ground today, and you don't see them losing that matchup very often. And that's one of the indicators that, hey, I wonder if Kyle's team lost today. I've said it in the past. I'm going to say it again. It's the absolute truth. The 49ers are great front runners. That's not an insult. That is not an evaluation of whether or not they can play come from behind football. This was their first come from behind football game of the entire year. And, but for a poorly kicked ball, they come from behind and and win this one, but not good. Not a good day for this team, which was behind the sticks all afternoon, all afternoon. I mean, there were times where they were looking at first and 10 and they would come up with one too many screens for McCaffrey in a row and he's getting buried for eight-yard losses on screen plays on first and 10. You know, oh, okay, so it's first and 10, 49ers pick up a menial first down play. Now here it is, second and whatever. And on second and whatever, the Niners get the down and distance to reset the chains, but... Whistle, it's coming back for whatever reason. Not a good day. Not a good day. So I wish and bid you 
a good day. Thank you so much for coming on by. This is the Bottom Line Bets post-game show. Post-game and Damon, first loss of the year. Hate to see my uh, my record tripped up like that, but that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Chad said Purdy never had a chance to sit back and throw. Awful line we have. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think the offensive line is awful. I just think that they had a bad day against a very good defensive line. Let, let, let's not let one game be a total reevaluation of who this team is, what they're capable of this year, or where this year could possibly be going. Bad football games are baked into every single team schedule. And every single team out there in the NFL has had one. Today, the 49ers had their first bad football game, and they needed to be met in the middle of a road by the worst, worst, most overzealously officiated game of the year, any team. More penalty yards and flags in this game today than any other team, any other game, all football season long. So it no one was good today. No one was good. And when everything goes wrong, when everything goes wrong, it's tough to win. It's tough to win. What am I looking at now? We got Eagles and Jets. Sorry, this has got put on red zone written all over it, folks. I got to change this up here. Let me go to red zone because I'm not watching Eagles and Jets out of the corner of my eye. No, sir. No, sir. Damon. Shouldn't have been this close. Refs blew calls, but the 49ers should have been ahead. They should have. Russell is saying, no, that, that, that's why they lost. Look, that offensive line was bad today. That offensive line was bad today. That offensive line was not out on the field for the single most game-altering decision of the day, and that was the Gibson roughing call on Elijah Moore, which was, which gets filed under B for bullshit. I mean, really, that was a terrible, terrible decision. That was a terrible call. It was a terrible call. Yeah, Greg Olson saying this is a terrible call. It's a shame that this can't be reviewed. Jason saying, Damon, I'm taking off my red Brock Purdy shirt right now. It was not good luck today. No, but look, if you've been wearing it all year, you had to come into this game wearing it again today. You don't you don't change anything during a winning streak. And Brock Purdy has lost a football game for the very first time that he's ever started one in the regular season. Oh, by the way, touchdown Haredes. Uh, they're about to go up 10-0 on New England. So there you go. Uh, what do we got here? Zeus Chrono saying Niners fans crying about flags is crazy. Okay, first of all, do you see a single tear? I'm not crying. And today there were two calls that came under such large piles of bullshit that if you want to say that the officials did everything they could to make sure the Niners couldn't get a fair shake today, that did happen. Again, the game is probably over if the Gibson roughing call doesn't happen. Now, it could have been fourth and 10. Maybe they picked that up. Maybe the sequence of events still has Cleveland winning this game. 
But that was bad. You know, there are days to say that complaining about officials is some ticky-tack fan bullshit, and there are days where I'll, I'll call fans out on that. Like, keep your mouth shut. I don't want to hear anything about the officials. This was an, a day where the officials had a bad day, but they had a bad day in both directions. They weren't there. They didn't have an afternoon that was completely lopsided. But in the biggest moment of the game, they made such a lopsided against the 49ers decision that it, I, I believe it greatly altered the outcome of this game. That was ugly. I remember I told you during this week this was going to be ugly. And people, no, Damon, no, no, this isn't going to get ugly. No, that got ugly. That got ugly. Moody? Moody was Moody left six points on the field today. He missed two kicks. Now that first one came with a wet ball, raining. The second looked like there were no atmospheric conditions, and he just pushed that sucker right. If I, if you would have told me that PJ Walker was going to throw two interceptions today and win. Two interceptions, no touchdown, but a win for P.J. Walker. I wouldn't have had that one, but that's the way it ends. 1917 is your final. That's Moody's job. It's Moody's job. 40 yards is short. He'll tell you the same thing. He will tell you the same thing. Nick J trying to put a little positive spin on a terrible afternoon. And he's not wrong here. He says a loss sucks, but it was non-conference. Better to lose this game as an opponent than to a division or an NFC game. Lick the wounds, prepare for Minnesota, indoor, no elements. Minnesota uh, beat the Bears earlier today. If that game is over, the Bears were atrocious. Fields left that game with an injured hand. Um, everyone... Everyone associated with the Chicago Bears is a dumpster fire right now. But look, you know, you tell me Debo or McCaffrey doesn't go next week. That's just as hard for the 49ers, apparently, as Justin Jefferson not going for the Vikings would be presumed to be. If you are new here, if you are just joining us, welcome it's great to have you. I'm going to tell you this is one of the best chats you're going to find absolutely anywhere. Uh, smart football fans who talk smart football, a, a relative feeling of respect is pretty much running throughout the entire chat. I like that very much. Let's keep it that way. And let me welcome you if you're new here. Uh, it, this is It's great to have you here. Really good to have you here. Drop a like. Hit a subscribe if you want, notify, and remember, we get going at the two-minute warning, a post-game show so aggressive we don't even wait for the game to finish. And today was the first time the finish was a sweat. Hmm. Uh, Chua says, Damon, what should the 49ers do next? Fly home and prepare for the Vikings. What do you mean, what do they do next? It's week six. Do you know how much more football is between now and whatever your X marks the spot dreams are this year? 
There's so much more football to be played. What they do is they go on, you know, well, look at it this way. After the Vikings game, we'll be able to say on to Cincinnati for real. But this is an on to Cincinnati moment. You know, there are a lot of teachable moments, you would think. A lot of things that Kyle is going to nitpick about a bad offensive afternoon. But come on. Uh, this is also a game where you could also just, if you if you wanted to, if, if, if you're Kyle, if you just wanted to say, just fuck it. It was just a bad game all the way around. We kind of got screwed a little. We know why we were bad. Um, there's nothing to even talk about. Just bad game. Bad, ugly game. And, and, and move on. That's what happens. That's what happens. We all knew they weren't going to go undefeated. Everyone knew, like you knew that, right? This league doesn't allow that type of shit anymore. It's too good, too close. The margins are too thin to be dominant and consistent all year long. Consistency is the hardest thing to find. And the 49ers did it, God bless them, 15 games in a row they have won in the regular season. 15-1 and one over your last 16 regular season games, if you don't mind me saying, should also suggest that as bad as today was, there is no reason to panic. Now, you telling me that something's really wrong with Debo? I don't think that that's the case, but he didn't return today. Uh, an oblique, as it's been reported for McCaffrey. Look, McCaffrey misses some serious time. Then you got a then you got a major problem. But he was not great today. It feels like the Niners ran a lot of delay kind of counterplays that just got snuffed out by a Cleveland defensive line that was was nasty. Nasty, nasty. What do we got here? We need to give Money Moody a new nickname. I don't know anyone who was calling him Money Moody. I, I, I had not heard Money Moody from anyone. Not great. Not great. And look, there is something to be said. And I know that it always hasn't been. I'm a head coach. You're a head coach. But Jeff Schwartz is all over Kyle. All over him. All over him. The way that Kyle is all over Sean McVay. Schwartz is all over Kyle. All over him. He just stifles the offensive concepts, which for Shanahan work very, very well. And the truth is, though, um, had Purdy had an accurate afternoon or a better day, had Ayuk not had three, four unlike him level drops in this game, things could have gone much, much differently. Things could have gone much, much differently. Never Daunted says, this loss is on Moody more than anyone else. You have to make your field goals from less than 50. You just have to. So, look, it, it, whenever you lose by two points and your kicker has missed two field goals, it's easy to say it's all him. It wasn't all him. It wasn't all him. 
He had the easiest to see didn't get the job done afternoon, but the guy, the amount of 49ers who didn't get the job done today, that th- there's plenty of that to go around. Plenty of that to go around. CJ Gray says the clock management was horrible towards the end of the game, and I'll agree with you there too. I mean, let's not... Put all of this on Moody. Kyle Shanahan didn't have a very good day. You even heard Greg Olson. We'll get to Greg Olson here in just a second. But that late drive after the Cleveland field goal to make it a one-point game was pass, pass, pass. You had an incomplete. You had an intentional grounding. And then another incomplete. There is no help in that clock by Kyle Shanahan in that moment. You know, you are giving... All the time to Cleveland that Cleveland might need. And I I didn't get it. On a day where your passing attack just hasn't done anything. And there were moments where Kyle went right back to the, I'm not trusting my quarterback to have a very good day. You know, third and 20 plus, and he's running out of the I formation. You know, he's just, he's he's sacrificing the drive in the name of hopefully there's not going to be a big mistake. Um. He had reason to lose faith in Brock Purdy today. Purdy was bad. His wide receivers were bad. Uh, Debo was hurt. McCaffrey was hurt. It was a bad day for the offensive line. They weren't ahead of the sticks at any point in time except for that opening drive. I was surprised that Ronnie Bell didn't appear in this game. Um, I don't know if he got out there for uh, anything. He certainly didn't get a target. He didn't have a catch Brandon Ayuk had four catches on 10 targets four catches on 10 targets now at least three of those were drops and at least three more were overthrows Mickey D, Debo, and all those guys doing pregame on an away field can't even play a half. Well, what? What? He got hurt, right? You understand that? It's not like he got afraid and decided to go into the locker room. He got hurt. Again, there's a certain section of 49er fans that are still such Trey Lance fanboys, they're actually rooting for shit to go wrong in a year where you could win a Super Bowl. But them being right about this year not being a good year for the 49ers is more important to them than the Niners having a good year. There's a certain segment of you out there, and you tell on yourselves more often than you think you do. The defense basically had the day it needed to have. You know, you hold an opponent under 20 points, you had a good day in this league. But it was an offensive disaster for the 49ers. It was a special teams disaster with two moody missed field goals, and it was an officiating disaster. Day says Purdy looked rattled by the pass rush and the rain. He was rattled. You know, I don't think there's 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 any reason to pretend he wasn't. He was, he was under a lot of pressure. He was feeling heat. He did a really nice job escaping a couple pockets that just collapsed on him. That wasn't a good day. 
Not a good day. What is this? Jose, somewhere Lance is smiling. How would you even know? They don't even dress that motherfucker to play. I mean, what do you, you can take all your Trey Lance hope and put it in your pipe and just smoke it, dude. Enough. Enough. What is this? We have people that Trey is laughing. Trey is laughing. Oh, we got the we got the uh, Grant Cone army of buffoonery in here right now. I can feel it. Rock Eastwood says uh, Fox switched to a Jets game with two minutes left. I don't know where you are, what part of the country you're in, but if that had happened in San Francisco, we would have torn the Golden Gate Bridge down. So that that, that didn't happen. I mean, I think that it's a day where you can just you, you can come up with a lot of reasons why the 49ers didn't win this game, but this might be the most relevant of them all. Leave it to another Damon to come up with it. No excuses. We got spanked. Yeah, by a third-string quarterback whose offensive line had a better day than your offensive line had. 49ers offensive line did not have a good day. And it's hard for things to go right around a team that's getting bullied in the trenches. They got bullied. Now, is that an indicator that, hey, you know, for the rest of the year, you're going to lose games along your offensive line? I, I don't think so. That Cleveland defense is special. You know, they're the number one rated defense in football, not the Niners. Niners are like two or three. But Cleveland has done a hell of a job defensively this year. I think Rick also has a very, very good approach to this one. Bad day, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little something there too. I think there is something there too. It was just a bad day. Bad day of football. What are the Niners supposed to do next? Get ready for the Vikings. That's how this league works. Put it behind you, move ahead. The goal for the 49ers this year wasn't to win in Cleveland in week six. They got bigger goals than that. You know, I understand that it is the nature. The nature of people to overreact to everything that they see. This wasn't a good day for Brock Purdy. There's no reason to relitigate whether or not he's the right guy for this job. He is the right guy for this job. Um, I don't know how many quarterbacks would have had a very good day today. There haven't been a lot of quarterbacks who have had a very good day against the Cleveland Browns as it is. But there's, you know, there, there, there's no reason to pretend. No reason at all to pretend that this is a defining moment. It's just a bad moment. It's not a defining moment for anyone. It was a bad moment. It was bad for Moody. Kyle had a bad day. His quarterback had a bad day. His offensive line had a bad day. Two key injuries. Lots of reasons why they lost. No excuses. 
Lots of reasons, no excuses. NFL is rigged. None of that. None of that. It's a bad afternoon, man. Bad afternoon. Lots of blame to go around. Lots of blame to go around. And you had as bad of a call as I've seen this year. That Gibson roughing call on third and 10 to give Cleveland new life and new chains was awful. Just awful. Yeah. Exposed. No, I don't I don't think anything was exposed today. But what 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 you had hap- happen today was just some football truths on full display. You can't have a bad af- you can't have a bad afternoon against a good defense and expect anything to be easy. That happened. That was in play. You can't have an underperforming offensive line and expect a lot to happen for you. That was on full display. Um, you can't miss field goals. You can't miss makeable field goals. We all knew that. You don't need to be a football insider to come up with that one. But that was on full display. And just a bad afternoon. Bad afternoon. And as bad as everything was, there was a field goal opportunity to win the game. You know, Jake Moody hits that final field goal and the Niners win. Hell, he hits that previous field goal earlier in the game. That's enough to get the Niners to win. By the way, had the Niners won, I'm still going to tell you that that Gibson roughing call was one of the biggest piles of shit decisions I've ever seen. And that the P.J. Walker, he didn't fumble it. That was a forward pass. On In what world is that arm might have been coming forward, but that's only because it got hit by a Niner defender. Like, that was just a terrible decision. Greg Olson. Greg Olson was all over how poorly those moments were officiated by an officiating crew, which was overzealous in the flags that they threw and wrong with some of the decisions they rendered. Yeah, you're on to the Vikings. That's what this is. You are on to the Minnesota Vikings. This is some of the stuff that I was saying during the week here. Greyhound Rick saying this game had all the makings of an upset. Let down public saying the Niners are going to go 20 and 0. Line moves from minus three to minus nine and a half to travel. Not great weather. Add in the fact that that's a nasty defense. PJ Walker for being a backup. He's got a winning record in this league. He's not as look at it this way. You probably expected PJ Walker to be a little bit worse than he was today, right? I mean, he didn't have an afternoon cloaked in glory, two interceptions, but. Made some plays when he had to. Look at this. Mike Honey saying, Damon, I'm in the yard to fill up the green can with a little Damon in my ear. Happy trimming to you. Happy trimming to you, sir. 
Hopefully it's a good day of yard cleanup. Better day in your yard than it was in Cleveland's yard today. Nick, Niners suck. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Magnum PI, always good to see you, Magnum. Always have to factor several games into each season into bad officiating and weather. Games like today makes you wonder about the NFL. Moody is uh, going to be a head case. I don't. I don't mean. I don't know if he's going to be a head case. Again, he has not dealt with anything that even can resemble a level of failure before today. Can he have? a game to play before you render his career obsolete and no longer valuable. Like, let's see what he does next week. Telling you some, some of you ain't cut out for a football season. Seriously. Some of you ain't cut out for how hard this is, how difficult this is. It ain't easy. Even when it's supposed to be easy, it ain't easy. Now, if you want to get, you know, nasty, if you want to denigrate the 49ers, use some truths. Don't just be making shit up that you're worried about in the future. You can use some truths. Here's a truth right here. Thomas B. Niners lost to Cleveland backups. Yeah. In a lot of ways, they did, didn't they? Backup quarterback, backup running back. Backup offensive lineman, not a good day. Not a good day. By the way, if you want a better day, go get a better burger. Uncle Boys has taken over the kitchen at the Union Street Ale House. Uh, if you're out on Union Street, pop on in, get a good burger from Uncle Boys. Love that. All right. What else we got going on here? Jose. Hey, Ray Finkel would have made it. Ah, Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. I'll say this too. I mean, it wasn't the difference in the game, but Greenlaw's absence didn't help on a day where... Making tackles and defensive plays felt like it carried more value than in some other games. Having Dre Greenlaw miss this game hurt. Sure. He's a good player. He's a game-altering player. Oren Burks chasing down Cooper in that first half saved a touchdown. It did. It did. Uh, I thought that Talanoa Hufanga, Talanoa Hufanga, um, had a had a particularly bad day today and made one of the worst efforts on a tackle I've ever seen him make. He used like arm tackling and leaning, and that was when you actually had uh, the hustle play by Oren Burks downfield on on Amari Cooper. Way to way to run him down. Howard Yun says, Damon, what is your grade for Purdy's performance today? It's a failing grade. That's a that's an F. That wasn't good. Let's not pretend it was good. Let's not grade it on a curve. Let's not 
make any excuses because playing through injured teammates is a reality every single quarterback is going to face at some point in time in the year. Brock Purdy was not good today. Brock Purdy was not reminiscent of the quarterback that we've seen in the first five weeks of play. He was 12 of 27 for 125 yards. One touchdown, he throws his first interception of the year. He scrambled three times for seven yards. What I see, the the Niners had an 85-yard opening drive. Kyle dialed up six, first drive of the day. Again, looked like things were going to get. Here's the deal, man. The 49ers should have been up in this game 14 to nothing. And had they been up in this game 14 to nothing, it would have felt a whole lot more different. A whole lot more different. They should have been up in this game 10 to nothing, but that's when Moody missed that first field goal. So 14 to nothing should have been. 10 to nothing definitely should have been. The Niners did as much to keep Cleveland in this game through their own poor performance as Cleveland's excellent at time performance certainly defensively did to keep them in this game too. Damon, we lost to a third string quarterback. Let me tell you, there were an awful lot of 49ers uh, opponents saying that last year when Brock was doing it to him, right? 49ers third-string quarterback just had a 15-game winning streak almost. So, you know, I'm, I'm tired of talking about origin stories. I don't care where the player's coming from. I don't care where in the depth chart he is. You know what you are in this league? If you're in this league, there's only one thing you are. That's a bad motherfucker. Okay, there, there are no choir boys in the NFL. There's nobody in this league that is lucky to be here. People can play just because you're not familiar with them, just because you don't see them every week, just because a guy's not a household name doesn't mean they can't play. Browns proved that today. This is not a day where we're going to pretend that anything great happened. This is not a day where you can't, uh, um, this is again, no excuses, bad game, burn the film, go beat Minnesota. That's how you do it. You got Minnesota on Monday night. Good. You even got an extra day, an extra 18 hours or so to make sure that Christian McCaffrey and Debo hopefully go next week. Sorry there. I really thought that that Lenore interception was going to win this game. J.P. Mason then scores on the very, very next play. The 49ers needed their defense to get him a short field. Lenore got them that short field, and they scored. Bosa had a the, the, the most well-timed sack of the season, it felt like, in this game. Uh, it still wasn't enough to decide it. I, I, here's, the, here's the good news. I mean, not that, not that this is the way we're evaluating the afternoon, but I, here, here's your silver lining. Your silver lining of, so what I'm about to say has got a lot of truth and a little bullshit to it because it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, hypothetical. If you had the choice 
to win the game or lose Trent for the year or have Trent get rolled up on and come back into this game and he stays there and plays the entire year, but you lose today, I'll keep Trent Williams and lose to the Browns in week six all day long. Not that that was the choice to be made, but in the cosmos, I guess I'm trying to explain that away. What? All right, now we, now we just got some straight up assholes in here. Ahmad, Kyle's fraudulent. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the 15 games that he had just won, total fraud, fraudulent. Seriously, get back on your mommy's tit. Go drink some milk. That's just ridiculous. Kyle's fraudulent. You want another little silver lining? I think True Blue Forever's got a legit one here. Gregory had a good game. He did. He had a good game. Look, you had a chance to win this game right at the very end. You didn't. Move on. That's how it goes. Somebody, Damon refuses to criticize Kyle Shanahan. I told you that his sequence of play calling at the end was not good. He had a bad afternoon. The entire team had a bad afternoon. What are you going to do? You're going to fire Kyle Shanahan? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, come on. Good coaches have bad games. Good teams have bad games. This entire league is built to rob you of success at every minute. You know? At the end of this day, as bad as that was, the 49ers will have the second best record in the NFL. Kyle's fraudulent. Damon refuses to criticize Kyle. Look at it this way. You're probably out there being a fanboy of someone whose entire career is based on just criticizing Kyle. Criticizing Kyle during a 15-game-long winning streak, which means you didn't know what you were even looking at in the first place. Trust me, I know what I'm looking at. Kyle is a great coach who had a bad game on a day where a defense and a coach who's got his number dialed up against him kept the number dialed up against him all day. All day. You know, do I think that the Niners can win the Super Bowl? It's week six. That's a stupid question. No, they can't. No one can win the Super Bowl in week six. The 1985 Chicago Bears didn't win a Super Bowl in week six. Got to get through the regular season as healthy as possible. Then we can start talking about price of poker going up. On a day they played like shit, they had a chance to kick a field goal to win the game. They didn't hit it. And there were bad calls. Bad calls, bad execution, bad blocking, bad tackling, bad everything. Bad, 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 bad. All of it. Bad. Bad day. Bad day. Bang, bang, Niner gang. How about this? Bang, bang, you didn't hit shit all afternoon long. You're just firing in the air. Bang, 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 bang. You didn't hit Niner gang once today. Just bang, bang, missing targets. Bang, bang, Ayuk drop. Bang, bang, Purdy uncomfortable on yet another throw because he's under way too much pressure. 
Bang, bang, Gibson roughing call. Bang, bang, should have been a fumble. Didn't happen. A lot of bang, bang, no Niner gang. Not today. I'm disappointed, but I'm not about to throw the baby out with the bathwater after one lousy loss. Thank you, Dolanite. Thank you. An adult in the room. Again, some of you total pussies aren't cut out to be football fans. You're just here along for the ride, and I can tell who just got in the cart and who knows what they're talking about. It's just unbelievable. You trifling-ass bitches pretending to be football fans. Again, if you're if you're just sitting around waiting for Brock Purdy to have a game to say, oh, I knew he couldn't play. Oh, there it is. There, oh, Brock sucks. Brock sucks. I, I knew it. I knew it all along. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Congratulations. You're going to have a really good week. You're going to have a really good week because you were given all the ammunition that you needed to sound like a dumb fucking football fan who can't think about anything that's going on relative to the four quarters that they just saw last. Come on. A really good defense can win a football game. And that's what happened. A really good defense won a game over another really good defense. But unfortunately, that other really good defense had a lot of help from the officials. The Niners didn't get much officiating help. Not that we're making any excuses. Zero excuses. And as bad as everything went, they still had a very makeable field goal at the end to win. Didn't happen. We're just over the two-hour mark here, or excuse me, we're into our second hour. Good to have you on Post Game and Damon. It's the Bottom Line Bets Post Game Show. Stefan, the hottest handicapper in Las Vegas, invites you to check out that website of his. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions being offered at bottomlinebets.com. Promo code Damon. Over the last two weeks would have gotten you a free day of handicapping. Any day you used it over the last two weeks, you would have had a winning day. Stefan's got a role going on right now that is just wildly impressive. Wildly impressive by people who want to, even if you didn't like Stefan, even if you wanted to criticize him, uh, you, you couldn't. He keeps on winning and winning and winning and winning. Find out for yourself. Bottomlinebets.com. Where's my guy? Where, where's my, where's, where is my, there it is. Bottomlinebets.com, baby. I don't know how I took that down. There you go. Bottomlinebets.com. Use it. Love it. You'll be happy that you did. All right. What do we got here? I mean, there are just people who just live to be trolls. Again, you, you, you got nothing to stay. You got nothing to say. So you're just like, I knew you weren't good. I don't, here's the thing. I don't care what you think. No one cares what you think. The concept of everyone on social media thinking that they have a voice that anyone cares to hear is ridiculous. It was a bad afternoon for everyone. That was an ugly football game. Bad afternoon. Bad afternoon.
the logical truth. Yeah, our first super chat of the day. Thank you very, very much, logical truth. I'm not buying these Trey Lance proponents or true Niner fans. They're Cowboy Raider fans, trolls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, remember, whenever someone won't even put their real name on everything they're putting on the internet, never read it. Never, ever read it. If you're not signing it with a real name, I ain't interested in a thing you say. Put your name on it. It was a bad afternoon all the way around. Ugly, bad afternoon. Again, what we do here without, here's the thing. You know what I like to do? I like to block total douchebags, not announce that they've been blocked. So they just waste their day. Just keep on typing, typing, typing. That's one of my favorite things to do. Not enough blocking for the 49ers today. Not enough of anything today. And there were two or three different times where I thought for sure they were going to win this game. On a day where they were playing terribly, I thought they might win this game. It was a really weird first quarter, that's for sure. That's about one of the weirdest first quarters we've seen in a while. You got officials getting teams wrong, walking off yardage in the wrong direction to say that this officiating crew proved implicitly it was not locked in. Um, they're, they're, there's a lot of weird special teams. You know, oh, you ran out of bounds and took too many strides out of bounds. Um, just weird day. Cleveland got a weird spot that had to be challenged by the Browns. Uh, that was proven to be a, a bad officiated moment. Um, both fan bases, both head coaches, every player was like, what the hell am I looking at here? This game kicked off at 10 a.m. And it took 49 minutes. It was 1049 in the morning here on the West Coast before that first quarter was over. Because there were six combined penalties, there were two missed field goals, there were odd reviews, there was rain, it was just slow, nothing was on track, it was just ugly. I can tell you, when after Larry and I do 49ers wake up at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, we'll never talk about this one again. Never. Never. It's just one of those, wrap it up, burn the tape. On to Minnesota. That's the way you got to approach this if you're the 49ers coaching staff this year. Um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't even engage. Like when you see someone who is literally here just to troll, don't even engage. Don't even acknowledge these douchebags, these fucking losers eating chicken McNuggets at the kitty table. Don't even acknowledge them. We're better than that. This is why we come to the plus to not deal with these assholes. Don't even acknowledge them. I mean, this is, you know, you say, oh, are you making excuses, making excuses? Nobody's making excuses. This is an accurate description of what happened right here from Sporticus. The 49ers played as bad as they can, and they still had a chance to win, but they lost a one-point game on the road to an AFC North team. Calm down. And they, they lost a two-point game. It was 1917, but I hear you. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> Shit happens. We're on to the fighting cousins. Hey, look at it this way. Thank God there's no like Kirk Cousins to the Niner rumor or anything like that that we have to deal with. Otis Bird. I'm scared to think what all the naysayers will say about Brock Purdy now, but after a while, you just have to ignore. Look, I've been ignoring him to this point. I mean, the only way Brock Purdy has basically been evaluated to this point has been completely incorrectly by most of the people who have looked at him. We are not going to use one bad day of football to relitigate whether or not the kid can play in this league. It was not a good day, though. Let's not pretend. I mean, here's the thing. We don't need to pretend. On a day where the Niners didn't get their running game going. That, that's, that's a day that they're probably going to lose more often than not. You know, they've been team first down all year. They've been avoiding third down. They've been ahead of the chain so much. Today, the Cleveland Browns had more first downs than the 49ers did. 18 first downs to the Niners, 15 first downs. Niners were only 3 of 12 on third down. The Cleveland Browns once ran 70 plays. The Niners only ran 55 plays. The, the Niners only had 215 total yards, 107 passing, 108 rushing. It was a 334-yard afternoon for the Cleveland Browns, who were better than a nearly a, a yard per play than the Niners were. Niners were 3.9 yards per play, 4.8 for the Browns. It was a day where the Browns had 13 penalties called on them for 119 yards, 12 penalties for 105 yards called on the 49ers. And the worst timed call of the day went against the 49ers with that Gibson roughing call. Another moment that I thought would have given the 49ers a wildly short field, whether it had been a scoop and score from Bosa, they would have been right on the doorstep that went a long way into making sure that the Niners did not win this one. I feel like NFL teams are really laying it to Christian McCaffrey. Every game he gets face masked, at least one cheap shot. Dude had blood on his pants. How do we protect our most prized asset? You don't. There is no safety on a football field. You don't. You play the player until he's too injured to play. And that happened today. He had to get out of that game. Um, there's no protecting him. And I'm going to tell you, if I were playing against Christian McG if so if I were a defensive coordinator, my T-shirt would say, affect the head. If I were an NFL defensive coordinator, I'd be out there talking about murdering sons of bitches. There'd be no mercy for me on anyone. I would be Johnny Cool on the spot with any sort of early in the game roughing nastiness just to check whether or not you really wanted to keep going today. I would, as an NFL defensive coordinator, have the dirtiest player in the game. Within the rule book, if you know what I mean. I'm going a little Ric Flair on you. I mean, I'm just out there making no friends. I would I would be out there as an NFL defensive coordinator just ripping dudes apart intentionally. This 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 ain't a nice guy sport, folks. You know, I know everyone was like, oh, that 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 uh, affect the head thing. 
you know, to do that to little Kyle Williams and, and, and Greg, uh, Greg Williams all those years ago, affect the head, affect the head. Every single defensive coordinator in football talks like that. Hit him, hit him hard, hit him hard enough to knock him out of the game. The quarterback must go down. It's the way I would feel. You know, not supposed to like when you lose. A lot of people are like, I don't like today. Well, of course you didn't like today. You lost. That's what happens. My buddy Larry on here says, you know, Damon's correct. No one on social media cares what you think. Never in the course of history have so many people been able to broadcast what they think to so few who care. Again, social media is kind of cool, but it has also allowed any... Joe Schmo to enter conversations they're unqualified to be in. And it is given an opportunity for people who don't know what they're looking at. Zero, zero clue as to what they're looking at to position themselves as insiders or content creator. I don't know. It's, you know, I, I've been covering football long enough to know that there's very little that ever happens in week six that matters once you get to the postseason. So everyone just needs to take a breath. Bad day, awful day, very ugly loss, not the way you want to take your first loss. But that's, you know, that's, that's the worst game the 49ers have played in a calendar year. Football teams are allowed to have bad days in a calendar year. Now they go and they lose in Minnesota. They lose to the Cincinnati Bengals when they get back at home. Now we're going to have some, is there something bigger going on here? Today was a bad day of football. I know exactly what happened today and why the Niners lost. And all of you smart football fans who are watching right now, I think you understand what happened out here today too. The one giving the $2 for a super chat. Thank you very much, the one. Appreciate that. Someone's saying this guy's a troll. Look at it this way. If he's going to pay to be a troll, he's the only troll I'll acknowledge. Bang, bang. Yeah, look at it this way. Bang, bang, right up the Dallas Cowboys asshole. I notice you're rocking the star. Is your team still seeing stars? Does Micah Parsons think that they're right on the Niners' level still? We'll see if they can uh, win tonight. Last time I saw the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they got pantsed by a team that lost today. But thanks for, thanks for the tip. Thank you for the tip. What I loved is that he gave the tip, but he forgot to put his nonsense on it, so he had to do it again. So I got $4.00. Instead of the $2 out of him. Nice. That's a win. Rock Eastwood says, I'd be looking to shore up the 49ers running back before the start of the deadline. It's still early and CMC has taken a beating. Look, I think you protect CMC by getting Elijah Mitchell back on the field. I didn't see him today. Uh, I would like to see more Jordan Mason. Uh, 
Tyre, uh, Tyrion Davis Price is on this team. Uh, there are there, there is depth in that backfield that the Niners haven't done much to use. I don't think that they need to pick anyone up and bring them in as much as they just need to use what they got. Drew Down. Jim Schwartz is a pretty good coordinator, I guess. Absolutely. Those other guys, including the coaches, they get paid too. Not a good day. That's second half. After a very discombobulated first half, that second half starts with Cleveland driving for a game-tying field goal that made a 10-10. And you could almost feel that Brock Purdy interception coming before it happened. He was behind receivers all day long. Everyone, even his completed passes were behind receivers. Um you could feel the interception coming before it actually happened, and then boom, it happened, his first of the year. Randy Gregory, he did get his first sack as a 49er on a big third down in the third quarter right after Brock threw his pick. There was a fourth and four late in this game that Cleveland converted. You get off the field right there, it's a different outcome maybe. Brandon Ayuk on a day where they really, really needed him, especially with Debo and McCaffrey going down. Brandon Ayuk had three or four drops. I don't think we used George Kittle's name except in a Zenny commercial today. George Kittle, what did he do? He had a nice seal block on the Mason touchdown. That's all he did today. You know, lean into your playmakers guy who had three touchdowns last week on a day where other playmakers are dipping out of the game. Some bad calls out there. There was bad football out there. There was bad coaching out there. There was bad. Um, there was a lot of bad. And even with all that bad, with all that bad, the Niners were still kicking, looking for a win at the end of it. Had Moody hit that field goal, the only thing that it would have changed is how palatable the result ended up being. This still would have been a bad, ugly, poorly coached, poorly executed, poorly quarterbacked, poorly blocked, poorly played game, even if the 49ers had won it. You can't look good every week. You can't look dominant every week. This was all day long. I even said this to Larry. I said this to Kruger earlier in the week. I said, it's real simple. There's a lot of different ways to look at this. An awful lot of different ways to look at this. But the biggest way to look at this is this is... Um, this is 13 and a half points versus 16 points. That's what these teams were giving up. This was 13.6 points per game versus 15 points per game. And that is basically the game you got a really ugly game that kept it in the teens. 
Oh, by the way, I did say something. Let me let me give a compliment to the one guy who absolutely earned it today. Greg Olson. Greg Olson is the premier color broadcaster in this sport right now. I don't think anyone even comes close. He's outstanding. Greg Olson is absolutely outstanding in a football broadcast. His partner today, Burkhart, very good. That's a good booth. There's a reason why that is the number one Fox booth. Greg Olson is spectacular as an analyst. And he was the one calling out the trash of the P.J. Walker. He didn't fumble. That was really a forward pass, which it wasn't. And how bad that Gibson roughing, roughing call was. You know, he's not a homer. He was all over it saying these are terrible calls that are going against the Niners and they're big calls going against the Niners. Damon Chang says, we just played bad. Played poorly. Kittle had to stay in and block. Not his fault. Hey, man. Get someone else in there to do that. That guy's your playmaking tight end. Get another tight end. Convert him into an offensive lineman then, if he's so good at that. Like, on a day where you got to get some offense going, do it. Run some screens for him. Do something. Kittle was either not a very big part of this game plan or was completely taken out of this game by the Cleveland Browns. But no, look, Kittle had to stay in and block. Sure. I don't care. Make some fucking plays. Catch a few balls. He was out in plenty of patterns where he was not getting the ball. Michelle Haberman's right. It would have been shit had we somehow scraped out the win, but I would take it. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You you never have to apologize for anything in the NFL. Never have to apologize for winning a game. Um, And I'm not going to sit around and apologize as to, to, to why they lost this game. They lost this game because they weren't good enough. And in a game where the margins were thin, the officials in critical moments ruled against the Niners that left Greg Olson wondering what he was watching. Forget about me. Forget about anybody in this chat. Greg Olson is just trying to tell you what he sees. And he saw the Niners get jobbed, I think, on the two biggest calls of the game. You know, you want to you wanna go ahead and say, well, what do you take out of this game? What you take out of this game is the wake-up call that you're going to have to be a lot better when you get ready for the Eagles. You know, there are coachable moments in this game. You know, sometimes a team gets that message, maybe you guys aren't as good as you think you are. That can help a coach out. But I don't think that the Niners lost today because they were unfocused or fell into the trap of this trap game. I don't I don't think it's a trap game 
when you're playing the number one defense in football. That's not a trap game. You better be you better be on the spot to where it doesn't matter who their quarterback is or where he sits on the depth chart. I've never heard a person say quarterback wins championships. If defenses can win championships, they can certainly beat the Niners too in week six. And that happened today. The one is back. No BS calls. You just lost. Now, that's complete fabricated way to approach a postgame show. You're making that up. You are making that up. You go ahead and you tell me if Gibson did anything wrong on that roughing call. If you think he did something wrong, you need to go watch girls basketball because full contact sports are not for you. You don't know what you're looking at. And there was, how about this? It was so close that they couldn't reverse it. Had there not been a quick whistle on the JP uh, on, on, on the J.P. Walker fumble, P.J. Walker, I forget his name even, but it, had there not been a quick whistle there, that might have been said, well, that's a fumble. But they blew that whistle dead. That hand, was it coming forward? I didn't think so. So, again, you're not finding any crying over here. I'm not crying about anything. Greg Olson wasn't crying either when he said these two calls are incorrect. But to say that oh, officials had nothing to do with that one is a, you, you didn't watch the game. What do we got here? Tiger Tank 06. Problem is, Damon, is that Mahomes is having similar kind of games, and he's still winning them. Well, let's take a look at that, shall we? Well, I want to bring this up. I don't know why my internet's moving a little slowly over here, but it is. Uh, we go here. You know, Kansas City's defense has been a little bit better than anyone expected it to be. This year, and it's a good thing because their offense has been sputtering. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs are five and one. The 49ers are five and one. How much better has Patrick Mahomes been? Patrick Mahomes has been good. He is not out there walking on water anymore. He still has interesting. Here's the difference between, well, I mean, there's a lot of differences between Patrick Mahomes and everyone. Here's the thing here's the difference. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback on planet Earth. No one else is that, but he is that. I will say this, though. Patrick Mahomes makes a shovel pass that goes for a touchdown. Everyone looks at that like, oh, Andy Reid is a genius. Brock Purdy makes a shovel pass to Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown. You got a group of you, uh, uh, yahoos being like, oh, he doesn't trust uh, he doesn't trust Purdy to throw a natural pass. It's a shovel pass. I mean, it's just ridiculous. By the way, and I'm not criticizing you, Tiger Tank, here, but nothing tells me you don't know less about football than saying, but Patrick Mahomes. You know, that's 
That's like looking at a whole bunch of children refrigerator art and then saying, but Leonardo da Vinci, I mean, we're, the, the guy is in his in a class by himself. And if everyone thinks that finding the next Patrick Mahomes is easy, you're out of your mind. You know, when we call someone a generational talent, that means you're not going to see a guy like this probably again in this generation. You know, there's no such thing as generational talents available every year. That doesn't happen. Look, this was a game where Brock played so poorly that Kyle stopped trusting him. And that was probably the right thing to do, given the way the day was going. He generated the most amount of offense that you saw all day on his first and last drives. The first drive was a touchdown. The last drive was a missed field goal. And because of that missed field goal, the 49ers are getting on an airplane with a loss and heading home. Again, Larry, you're a friend of mine, so I'm going to tell you, don't engage with people who are just here to get underneath your skin. Stop taking the fucking bait, Larry, and the rest of you. Stop taking the bait. Somebody's over here letting their ass hang out. Just let their asses hang out. And again, look at it this way. He's at least paid to be an idiot today. He's at least paid to be an idiot. How many of you have been generous with a super chat today? I got one idiot and one other guy. Larry says, but I enjoy it. Go enjoy it somewhere else, Larry. I don't want this shit. I don't, I don't want anyone milking dickhead cows on, on, on my farm, Okay. When the farmer says enough is enough, shut it down. <laughs> All right. And the one has served his purpose with the super tube. He gets blocked now. And there you go. I, I just blocked better than the 49ers offensive line did today. I'm out here looking like Trent Williams. I've been throwing down all these blocks that you might have not talked or even known about. So someone gets to go to the kitty table where the chicken McNuggets are waiting for you. So bad day for the Niners. Bad day for the 49ers. And even in a bad day, they had a kick to win a game that they probably didn't have much business winning. Um, what I didn't like, I thought that they went to that, the, the McCaffrey screen one too many times. First play after the Fred Warner pick, he gets buried for an eight yard loss. And it was just another example of them not being able to stay in front of the screens. Um, or in front of the chains, I should say. Uh, first quarter, third and 13, Brandon Ayuk had one go right off his hands. It was a good ball from Purdy who was feeling the heat. Hufanga, on that big Cooper gain, he leaned, he arm-tackled, he whiffed. Oren Burks had a real hustle play to stop that. And the Kyle Shanahan sequence at the end where it was 
pass, pass, pass. Incomplete, intentional grounding, incomplete, that it was like Kyle was making sure Cleveland had enough time that they needed to create a, a, a game-winning drive. DeWitt Construction. Thank you very much. I hope that's Joyce DeWitt of Three's Company fame. Uh, DeWitt Construction. A little super chat in my way. Thank you very, very much. JJ Raider. Thank you as well very, very much. Let me talk my trash now, please. Go ahead, JJ Raider. Go ahead. Again, JJ Raider, you're, uh, let's see, it's 13. What, is that a field? Yeah, that was a field goal. So it's uh, 39, 10, 11, 12, 13, 12 at Allegiant Stadium. Damon, I'm hearing an awful lot about getting Jeremy Chin. How realistic is that? I would like Jeremy Chin. I would really like Jeremy Chin. He's a young, good, talented player still on his rookie deal in the Steve Wilkes system. What do you need? Third rounder? Does that get it done? I might even give you a second rounder for the guy. I mean, I would just be all in on this year if you're the 49ers. You, you don't let today do anything to take you off your goal of winning a Super Bowl. Niners still have the loftiest of goals humanly possible to attach to an NFL team. Damon, Philadelphia's got a monster D-line. How are we going to make Purdy feel comfortable back there under so much duress? Will you get a running game going? You stay ahead of the chains. You use play action. You use bootlegs. And you block better than you did today. I mean, it's, you know, football, it's pretty damn simple. You make the other quarterback uncomfortable, your day gets easier. The Eagles did that to the point where they knocked him out of the game last year. And... um that's good, dude. That's going to be a big boy fight. I don't know what to tell you. Look at it this way: if the Niners aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year because of their offensive line, that cosmic dice is already tumbled. There's no fixing this offensive line. There's no, there is no right tackle, left tackle. There is no, there is, there is no interior lineman available that is going to dramatically change who you are. It's not, he's not going to be made available. This is what they got, and if it ain't enough. Fatal flaw, maybe, in an otherwise incredibly constructed team. What you also need to know <coughs> is you can't have a great player at every position. The Niners are about as close to that as any team's allowed to get. The Eagles are right there, too. There's, it's going to be a heavyweight fight, man. Well-built, good teams. But we'll worry about that much further down the road. We haven't even hit Halloween. That game is in December. John, either Benoit or Benoit. I don't know how you go, John, but thank you very much. We're going to be okay. I had a gale at Ike's today. Oh, good. You ate a great lunch today. I'm happy for you. Uh, (laughs) 
Rick Mighty Bone Feliciano. KNBR has 29 people watching. We're a little bit better than that. Wait and you see what tomorrow morning looks like when Larry Kruger and I are at it for the Monday morning show that you're absolutely going to need. Simulcast on both of our channels, 49ers Wake Up begins at 8 a.m., brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. You're going to need an acai bowl to get yourself healthy and happy after that was a tough loss. Oh, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Did he start this game? Did Aiden O'Connell get knocked out of this game? I might have to watch a little football. And that is available because it is a glorious football Sunday, even though it was an inglorious afternoon for the 49ers. Got some good games later tonight, good game tomorrow. On a, on a day where we, we weren't scheduled an awful lot of good games. But all I can tell you is that we are absolutely kicking ass over here. Just had my most watched, viewed, and listened to week in terms of download podcasts since coming over to the new landscape that is Damon Bruce on YouTube. So I thank you for being a part of it. I hope that you will please hit the subscribe button on your way out today. If you're new here, welcome. It was great to have you. Um, hit that subscribe button. Give it a like on the way out too. And if you really want to help me out, hit that notify button. And that way you won't miss a thing that we do when we go live. You'll be right there. But this was a frustrating afternoon for all involved. It'll give us plenty to talk about all week for sure. And I just want to say thank you very much to all of you for being here today. I want to thank our title sponsor, BottomLineBets.com. If the 49ers were as on fire as Stefan was, they would have won today. They would have won today. Stefan has daily, weekly, and monthly subscriptions available. We'll see if he's nice enough to give another promo code going forward, but he's been giving away daily looky-loos, and those who have seen and acted have won. Will you be a part of that next week? Go to BottomLineBets.com, sign up. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions. How do you help me? You support my sponsors. Thank you very much for helping me today, supporting my sponsors. One more thing for you. Again, I know it's a bad day to be showing off a Niner t-shirt, right? Not a good day to be showing off Niner gear, but the best Niner gear, the coolest vintage t-shirts that you're going to find coming out of the Bay Area is at Jack's in San Francisco. Their brick and mortar is on Chestnut Street, but um, you can go to jacksf.com and look at the coolest vintage t-shirts you've ever seen, and you can use promo code DamonBruce10 to save yourself 10% off on Jacks. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I'm going to go rejoin my family on what is a beautiful afternoon here in San Francisco, in spite of the fact that the 49ers lose their first game of the year 49ers missed two field goals. Browns did not miss their field goals. And in a game that had very little margin for error, there were enough errors, there were enough bad breaks that went the Niners' way. And Jake Moody pushes one to the right that would have won it. Lost column it is. Let's hope that Debo's all right. 
Let's hope that McCaffrey is all right with that oblique. I know that Diamador Lenore got banged up. Hopefully after they, uh, whatever they did to get Trent back out there, hopefully that doesn't get worse over the week. So some, some interesting stories to monitor before you get ready for the Minnesota Vikings, which is going to be Monday night football wrapping up week seven. And that's when we'll be back. Monday night at the two-minute warning of the 49ers and Vikings game, the most aggressive post-game show. We don't even wait for the game to go final. Don't even wait. And you know, here is this is what this is what I'm 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 hoping for too, Rock. Damon needs 10K before Thanksgiving. Give it to him. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rock. That's what I'm hoping for too. I would love to get to 10,000 before Thanksgiving. By the way, we're also going to be doing an awful lot of cool post-game stuff for the Warriors, so I'm excited for that season to start as well. It's been so good having you here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry that today didn't go the way you wanted it to, but them's the, them's the breaks in the hardest to win in league in the world. The NFL is unforgiving, and the 49ers found that out the rough way this afternoon. Lick those wounds on to Minnesota. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Tell a friend about this. Don't just come back by yourself next week at the two-minute warning. Bring a friend with you. Spread the word. Postgame and Damon is back. He's better than ever. Thank you so much for being a part of this today. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.